Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Joseph Prince. Joseph is a leading voice in teaching the gospel of grace around the world. Through his television program, teaching resources, and best-selling books, he's impacting millions around the world with God's love, grace, and favor. You can watch Joseph Prince Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. And now, Joseph Prince will shed light on the power of Jesus and will show Jesus is glorified by the largest and smallest details in the biblical accounts. Let's dive into the message. Uh, we go to Genesis 49, and uh, Jacob has come to a place where he's about to depart and, and be with the Lord. He knew his time has come, so he gathered all his family. He has met Joseph, his son, amen, the viceroy of Egypt, the president of Egypt, and, and, and he has met uh, all his grandsons now, and uh, Joseph, two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and finally he calls them all because he knows his time has come. He wants to bless them before he goes. So let's look at the very first uh, verse. It says, Jacob called his sons and said, Gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. So this uh, blessing of his 12 sons are not just blessings. They are blessings. In fact, you look down at the end of all the blessings of his 12 sons. It says this, All these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is what their father Jacob spoke to them, and he blessed them. He blessed each one according to his blessing. So it is blessing his 12 sons. But some of them, when you read, you're thinking, Issachar is a donkey, a strong donkey. You're wondering, I wonder sometimes, can I bless my pastors with, with this kind of blessing or not? You ever wonder that? Uh, can I bless my, my husband, Pastor Prince, with this kind of blessing? You'll find it's a blessing. Trust me, okay? It's, this entire thing is a blessing. And he blessed each one according, means all 12 sons, according to his own blessing. Okay? And yet at the same time, verse 1 says what? Come, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to all of you. N not them in person, but in their tribes in the last days. Okay? I'm going to share with you Issachar. Say Issachar. Verse 12. Issachar is a strong donkey. Lying down between two burdens, he saw that rest was good and that the land was pleasant. He bowed his shoulder to bear a burden and became a band of slaves. A group of, like you see a group of slaves. Right? But then the, the, the first part is good. He saw that rest was good and that the land was pleasant. For a while I've been asking the Lord this, what is this? Strong donkey, before I can preach it, I must know, <laughs> you know, and uh, it really doesn't help, you know, uh, commentaries doesn't help, it doesn't really tell you. By the way, this tribe, the people of this tribe, they, know, they have understanding of the times and the seasons, what Israel ought to do. One of the things I had in my heart uh, for this trip to Israel, before I left for the trip, there are a few places I felt that God put on my heart and I wanted to go and see, all right? And one of them was the city of Nain. And Nain, it's called Nain, today it's called Nin, and in your Bible, it's called Naim, but the Hebrews pronounce it Naim with an M, Naim, right? So Naim 
the city of Naim is a place I want to go and see. But why? Where Jesus, Jesus met her, it's like two processions. A large crowd following Jesus and a large crowd following this uh, funeral procession. And they met at the gate of Naim. Let's follow the story right now. And it says here, Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Naim. Naim means pleasant. That's where Naomi got her name from. Naomi. Right? Pleasant or beauty. It has different shades of meaning. Pleasant, beauty. But in this place of beauty, in this earth where God made everything pleasant for men to eat, every kind of fruit, it was pleasant to the eyes even. It was beautiful. It was good. The, uh, everything was good. Men, men spoiled everything by sinning against God. So it's a picture of the world. Naim, death has come in. And many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. It's not often that you see that. All right? It must be a, a time. Now, what happened? It happened the day after. What's the day after? There's nothing, nothing insignificant in the Bible. The day after means it was the day after he had a series of miracles which ended with the centurion in Capernaum. Remember that? And right after the centurion servant, servant's healing, you have the day after. So he was in Capernaum the day before. Capernaum to Naim is about 25 miles. That's about a day's walk, by the way, in that, in that day. About a day's walk. And many of his disciples went with him, a large crowd. So obviously the crowd saw his miracles and all that, and they followed him. And Jesus left Capernaum, right, all the way to Naim. And by the time they arrived, it's one day journey, they, they arrived in the evening because of the, the time taken to go to Naim. And, and during that time, the time of Jesus, the, the Jewish funerals is always held in the evening or they, they go to bury in the evening. So imagine the timing. At the gate, they'll bring the body out of the gate, out of the city. They, they cannot bury it within the city. It might be outside the city, all right? Because of religious uncleanness and all. So as they brought the body out of the city, they were about to come out. Jesus came with this large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out. The only son of his mother, I love this, the only begotten son, saw the dead body of the only son of the mother. And the mother was a widow. She has no husband. So her only son is dead. And her husband has been dead for some time. Which means she has no means of livelihood. In those days, there's no such thing as uh, banking and you know, uh, welfare and all that. Bible says, a large crowd from the city was with her. So there's a large crowd here and a large crowd there. These two groups is about to collide. Which of the two will give way? Traditionally, all right, when you see Jewish custom is that when you see a funeral procession, even if it's passing by your way, you have to follow all the way to the burial site. That's the, the, the custom of that day. I studied it. It's the custom of that day. But when the funeral procession met the Lord of life with a large crowd, he stopped. Next verse, look at it. He said, when the Lord saw her, the Lord saw her. It's the first time in the Gospel of Luke the Lord is being used. Because He's the commander of life and death. He's the supreme one. He is death. Okay, death and life met. Who will give way? Death bowed down to life. First time this word used, the Lord in the Gospel of Luke, which in Hebrew, in Greek is kurios. In Hebrew, they will say Adonai. 
But I believe, don't forget, Lord is also, Lord is also Yahweh. So the phrase is used here. And he said to her, do not weep. I love this. One of the first things he did is not just jump to the miracle. He told her first, do not weep. You know, it's not just giving you a miracle. It's about your entire person, spirit, soul, and body. First mention of tears in the Bible in the Old Testament are the tears of Hagar over her son. And the angel came to her and says, don't cry. God has heard the boy's voice and gave her a wonderful prophecy. First mention of tears. First mention of tears in the New Testament is Rachel crying over her children in Bethlehem because they're going to slaughter of the young babies. So mothers and sons and tears, God knows it all. But let me tell you, you might have even lost someone you love very much. I want to tell you this, the commander of life and death has raised your boy from the dead. He's more alive than you are. In fact, he's in a place where he's more alive than you are. We, we believe God's word. We know it is true. God declares it. Amen. This life is just temporal. We got used to living in these bodies. We make up this body. We do all kinds of this body. But this body is an encumbrance. When Jesus comes again, even if you don't die, you're not going with this body. This body cannot even take the height. It's afraid of the heights. You have to have a new body. He transforms you first then. But your loved one is in the place of perfect bliss and happiness. Amen? We'll miss, in, the, in, the, uh, uh, in this side of heaven, we'll miss them, but it is not an eternal uh, missing. We'll meet again. Amen. So here Jesus says, then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. By the way, in Jewish custom, you can't touch a coffin or a dead body. Jesus is greater than the law. Amen? He eradicated the reason for the law is to prevent, to help people not to be defiled. But here, he's greater than the defilement. He cannot be defiled. In fact, the defilement has to give way. He touched the stretcher and he says, Young man, and those who carried that corpse stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. Now, he says uh, earlier on, uh, 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 they carry a dead man. The word man is not there. He's actually a young boy. The word used is a youth, a teenager, most likely. Young man, I say to you, arise. Now, in Hebrew, kuma. Doesn't mean he shouted. I must do justice. He didn't say his shout, right? See, he says, I say. No, I shout. I say to you, kuma. And the boy's eyes open. And the boy, he was dead, set up and began to speak. Whoa, not just get up. He spoke. Mama. And he presented him to his mother. He presented him to his mother. He didn't say, now I have raised you from the dead. Follow me. He never does that. He never does a miracle and then say, follow me. For those who say, whom he says, follow me, are those people that he appoints. He never makes his miracle a reason for you to serve him. Wow. He presented him back to his mother. Now, that is the city of Naim. When I want to go to the city of Naim, we passed by one day in our bus with all the pastors and I said, I'm going to Naim. And then my guide pointed far away to a city called Shunam. Now Shunam in the Old Testament is the city where the Shunammite woman came from. And this Shunammite woman, notice one, one day, Elijah, uh, sorry, Elisha was passing by and realized that he's a man of God. She's a woman of great character. And, 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 and the Bible says a great woman. And, and she told her husband, why don't we build something for him, a small room, so every time he passes by, he can, he can retire him, refresh himself. 
All right? So one day, uh, Elisha says, what do you want me to do for you? All right? And his servant said, the servant says, uh, she has no baby. They don't have any child. So Elisha says, this time next year, you will carry a son. And you know what happened? The story, the son came, right? And the son was in the field with the parents and then had a heat stroke or with the father, had a heat stroke, something like that. This is my head, my head. You know, and then brought back to his mother at home and the mother held him until he died. At that time, Elisha wasn't around. Elisha was at Mount Carmel. And if you look from Naim to Carmel, you have to go through the valley of Jezreel. Thank God it's, it's, it's not a hilly valley, it's flat. So she had to reach there, all right, by evening time and then make it back again, probably at dusk or whatever, or, or at, at dawn rather. And then uh, she came back. The man of God saw her, by the way, and the man of God, Elisha says, how is your family? How is your son? And she says, shalom. That's amazing. She says, shalom. It is well. Your Bible says, it is well. Where the hymn was written, all right, the, the very phrase, it is well with my soul, it is well. The word one, in, the, in the Hebrew is only one word, shalom. And Elisha says, something is wrong. So Gehazi, he told his servant, take my staff and go ahead. All right? And she says, no, she doesn't want Gehazi a servant. I want you to come with me. So Elisha went with her. Gehazi reached first, touched the dead boy with the staff, nothing happened. Then Elisha went in. Elisha prayed to the Lord, the Bible says. When Jesus did his miracle, he didn't pray. Elisha has to pray. You know why? Elisha had to pray to Jesus. Pray to the Lord. The Lord himself is here now. See the compare and contrast? And then I realized something. All of a sudden, on my way to Naim, and this is what I told the pastors, I said, do you realize Naim is the opposite side of Shunem? God put the two cities opposite each other. And then uh, the, the hill that separated them is called the hill of Moreh. Early this year, I said the year of latter rain and all that. And the former rain is called Moreh. But Moreh is also for teacher. Today, you go to uh, 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 Israel, they'll say, Shalom Moreh. All the school's kids will call the, uh, 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 greet their teachers with Shalom Moreh, teacher. It's a hill, there's a hill called Moreh, teacher of former rain. And this side here is Shunam, and this side is Naim. I googled this, all right, to help you all to see. Can you see Givat Ham Moreh Reserve? That's the hill. Of Moreh. Can you see the word Moreh? Givat is heal. Ha is the Moreh. Heal of the Moreh. Okay? And can you see Nin? There's a, a today um, a Arabic city of Naim. They call it Nin. Can you see the semblance there? By the way, we went there. The pastors all went there. Yeah. That was my first time there. And the opposite is Shunam, where Elisha raised the boy from the dead. On Naim, Jesus raised the only son of a widow from the dead. In Shunam, Elisha prayed and the Lord raised the only son also from the dead. But they, he put it here for our instruction. The more means there's instruction, isn't it? More means the teaching, right? Compare and contrast. Elisha, his name means my God saves. Yeshua means Yahweh saves. Eli is Elohim saves. Yeshua is Yahweh saves. Elohim can be a God far away. 
But Yahweh is the God very near. The covenant-keeping God. Are you listening, people? Another thing I told you just now, when, when after the, by the way, he, there's a great exertion on the part of, he prayed, he walked to and fro, he was strained, praying, He's, he put himself on the boy and, and, and identified himself with the boy. He got up again, the boy only felt a bit warm, then he, the boy was being raised from the dead, but he did a lot of effort. But with the Lord, only one word, Kuma. And the boy arose. Compared to the great exertion of Elisha. Are you listening, people? Another thing, the ending. Don't miss the ending. Jesus and Elisha. Elisha told the mother, pick up your son. Almost like, hey, see? Raise him from the dead. Now you pick up your son. Jesus took the boy and presented him to his mother. Go to Jesus. He presented him, the last line, to his mother. In every way, he's greater than even Elisha. So much so that the people said, verse 16 down, the people said, fear came upon all of them. They glorified God. A great prophet has risen up among us. God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and Thessalonica. Now I understand why they say a great prophet. Because just beyond their hill on the other side, a great prophet, a prophet was there called Elisha, who raised. And now, they call Jesus a great prophet. But we know he's more than a prophet. Hallelujah. And this is the picture we took from uh, afar, Shunem. Go nearer. Okay? That's the city of Shunem, right below here. The smallest city. And that's the hill of Moray. On the other side is Naim. Ha! Huh. What has that got to do with the final prophecy? Okay, let me close with this. Go to the prophecy of Issachar, the strong donkey, don't forget. I have not forgotten donkey. I look here only, it reminds me of donkey. I look here only, it reminds me of donkey. So I remember the donkey. I'm just teasing. Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between two burdens. Not good translation. The word burdens is not burdens. NASB brings it out. Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between two sheepfolds. Alright, should be two there because two, the word two is that two burdens. The bur word burden is bad, wrong. Is the word sheep falls. So the territory of Issachar, watch this now. Issachar. Look at Issachar. There. Issachar is where Naim Shunem Moreh is. If you look at the map, any tribal territory map, some Bibles have it at the end. Usually in the area of Issachar, you'll see Mount Moreh. So Mount Moreh is like a donkey lying down and two resting places. Jesus made them resting places. A place of death, a place of tragedy became a place of victory and a place of rest. And you know what the name Shunam means? Shunam, double resting place. Double. It's literally a fourth. When I saw this, <laughs> oh my, 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 my. Another piece of the 12 tribes blessing fit in. By the way, if anyone starts preaching this from now on, you know where they got it from. <laughs> this is revelation from God. And you're getting fresh bread. You like the smell of fresh bread? Woo! Getting fresh bread. Aren't you glad you came today? Yeah. All right, let me, let me close by the prophecy. All right, it says, He saw that rest was good and that the land was pleasant. The word pleasant, does that ring a bell? It is the word Naim, literally the name of the city. 
where you find a city in the tri tribal area of Issachar. He saw, and the land was pleasant, naive. It's as if the Holy Spirit, through the mouth of Jacob, prophesying 1,600 years after this, Jesus, the Son of God, would come, the only Son, and He will raise the only Son of a widow right from the dead in a place called Naim. And He saw that the land, that land, land was Naim. He bowed His shoulder to bear a burden. And this burden here is the stretcher and a band of slaves following. You know why? Ever since man sinned, death came in and we are all a band of slaves. None of us are free. Jesus came to meet us where? Near the gate. Because the Bible says, Jesus says, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That means the gate, one of the strongest gates is death. The king of terror bowed its knee to Jesus Christ, the son of God, the prince of life. And friend, if you're a believer, you need not fear. If Jesus tarries, all right, a hundred years from now, not a single person will be alive. But you know what? Death holds no fear for the believer. In fact, the Bible don't even call death for the believer death. It says sleep. You go to the other side. Amen. Are you listening, people? I love this. Don't you just love God's Word? How when men sin, it's literally a band, a large crowd of slaves. That's how the world is. Following death, Jesus broke into the entire thing and rerouted them into life. And now a large crowd followed Jesus. By the way, at the end of the day, I believe if you do a movie, the whole thing happened. The young man and Jesus walking with the mother. And now there's only one largest crowd. Give Jesus the praise. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Joseph Prince. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.